Tech Writer Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 686 for the 27th of March, 2020. This week, Chrome and other Chromium-based browsers have the greatest market share, but now is a good time to take another look at Firefox if you value privacy and security. In short circuits, although using Malwarebytes as the only protective application on a Windows computer seems not to be the best protection, running the free version is a great way to backstop the primary antivirus application. Too many applications install unwanted gifts under the guise of being helpful. A small utility program called Unchecky can expose them before they've been installed so you can avoid them. In spare parts, only on the website, crooks view the sudden shift to having employees work from home as an outstanding opportunity to plant malware and steal corporate data. Freelance editors work from home almost exclusively, and many of them have neat, tidy offices. Then there's my office. And 20 years ago, a new service called Amadeus had just been created to give Scandinavians a way to book airline flights using their phones. What's your primary web browser? For a lot of people, the answer will be Chrome, which has about half the market, sometimes more depending on who does the survey, on desktop, notebook, and tablet computers. All browsers look about the same, but there are lots of differences below the surface. So maybe it's time to think about switching browsers, not just for the sake of something new, but for the sake of something better. On the desktop, Chrome is the big winner with 49 to 69% of the market. That depends on the methods used to generate statistics. Firefox is second, a very distant second, and Safari for the Mac OS is third. Internet Explorer and Edge combined take a very weak fourth place, and there are others such as Opera, which has never gained much of a following. So there's a good chance that you use Chrome. And that's what I used for a lot of years, because Firefox had speed and memory leak problems. Recent advances in performance and security caused me to take another look at Firefox, though. It's once again my primary browser, and maybe this would be a good time for you to take a look at it, too. Every modern browser will display websites so that they look pretty much the same. Few differences exist, in part because nearly every browser except Firefox, Internet Explorer, and Edge is based on Chromium. Internet Explorer is no longer being developed, and Edge is well on its way to becoming fully based on Chromium. While Mozilla's developers were working to solve Firefox's performance problems, Chrome was going the other way. Performance was good, but the resource load was enormous. Mozilla's developers refactored Firefox code in 2017 to be more efficient, and they've continued their work to build a browser that's both better and safer. 
Firefox is worth looking at even if you're not a contrarian who, when everybody does one thing, you do something else. But there's a lot more than just being contrary. Today's Firefox is surprisingly fast, secure, and relatively conservative in memory usage. It also has some surprisingly useful settings. Here's an example, just one of them. Vertical scrolling with a wheel on a mouse. Mouse controls are established at the operating system level, but a setting that's good in one application might be less so in others. Firefox gives users control over the scroll wheel's settings. Here's how they do it. Once Firefox is open, type about colon config in the address bar of a new tab. That'll open the browser's settings panel. Because the settings can affect Firefox's performance and security, you'll see a warning. Accept the risk and continue. Then you can either click show all at the top of the next screen or type mousewheel.default into the search bar. That will display several items. Then you'll want to select mousewheel.default.delta underscore multiplier underscore y. Click the pencil icon to edit the setting. The default is 100. If you'd like the mouse wheel to scroll faster, increase the number. I set mine to 200. To scroll slower, decrease the number. Then click the checkmark icon to save the change. Hundreds of settings exist, and it's important not to change any settings unless you know exactly what that setting does. If you're a fan of Chrome's ability to synchronize browser settings on multiple computers, you'll like Firefox's ability to do the same thing. Firefox seems faster because, well, because it is faster. And that's because it uses data to make popular sites load faster. Visit a news website, such as the New York Times, and select an article to read. The article will load faster because Mozilla developers have created code that understands the contents of the page. The main article loads faster because secondary components such as videos, newsletter previews, and links to other stories are held until the main article has rendered. Mozilla has made privacy a primary concern, too. The browser's enhanced tracking protection blocks trackers and cookies that make it easy for websites to identify you. Additionally, Mozilla uses DuckDuckGo as its primary search engine. Users can specify any search engine as the default, but DuckDuckGo explicitly does not capture and sell your information. Facebook users can install the Facebook container add-on from Mozilla. That makes it harder for Facebook to track users' visits to other websites with third-party cookies. Facebook itself operates normally, but embedded Facebook comments and like buttons in tabs outside the Facebook container won't work. This prevents Facebook from associating information from outside Facebook with the user's Facebook identity. To get there, you can select the option from the Settings menu or type about colon preferences hash sign privacy in the address line of a new tab. Once you're there, you'll see Standard, Strict, and Custom. Standard settings improve security while allowing pages to load normally. Those who prefer more security can choose Strict or Custom settings, with the understanding that some pages may not load properly. Custom is more suitable than strict because settings can then be relaxed for trusted sites.
And users should occasionally type about colon protections in the address bar to see how many trackers Firefox has blocked. From there, you can also check to see if your email address has been involved in a data breach. Firefox is the only non-Chromium-based browser that runs on macOS and Windows. Mac users can also choose Safari, which does not run on Chromium. But the primary cross-platform browsers, Brave, Chrome, the new version of Edge, Opera, and Vivaldi, are all based on Chromium. Now, although Chromium is open source by definition, Google has a great deal of control. The Gecko engine used by Firefox is a Mozilla product that has no Chromium dependencies. So even if you're not a contrarian, taking another look at Firefox is good for those who value privacy, don't want their computer to be bogged down by a browser that consumes too many system resources, and who like website pages to load quickly. So the bottom line here is five cats, Firefox is back from the dead and looking better than ever. A welcome emphasis on safety for your personal information is just one reason for considering Firefox. Those who don't care for Google's near monopoly on browser technologies will like being free from Chromium, and Firefox's speed and lower resource usage will appeal to most users. If you haven't looked at Firefox in a few years, take a look now. You'll find additional details on the Mozilla Firefox website. There is a link there, of course, from the TechBiter Worldwide website, www.techbiter.com. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here, and support from listeners is the sole source of income. It's easy. Just visit the website and click the Donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat. In short circuits, every Windows computer should have a copy of Malwarebytes. The free version will scan the computer on demand and remove malware. For $30 or perhaps $40 per year, Malwarebytes Premium will also watch for malware in real time, protect against ransomware, and prevent access to known malicious websites. Malwarebytes claims to be a full-featured antivirus and anti-malware system. But the problem is that it doesn't do that job very well. Malwarebytes was, for many years, the application that was an excellent add-on to whatever protecting application the computer was running. Then the developers decided to make version 4 an application that would do everything. Testing by independent labs gives Malwarebytes mediocre ratings as a full-featured protective application, and some users report significant performance degradation when Malwarebytes is running. It is still a superb application as a backstop to whatever protective application you've chosen. Microsoft's Windows Defender and the free version of Malwarebytes provide good protection. You'll need to use the Windows Scheduler to run a Malwarebytes scan occasionally, or just set a calendar reminder. I run Malwarebytes once a week, then exit the program. 
You can allow it to run continuously, but then it will repeatedly pop up annoying reminders about the full paid version. Windows Defender offers acceptable firewall protection, reasonably current virus definition updates, and on-demand scanning without adversely affecting system performance. Microsoft's developers have also made Defender aware of other protective applications. If you install another virus application, Defender steps out of the way. I've been using the free version of Bitdefender recently because it doesn't slow the system, scans quickly, currently has no annoying pop-ups or reminders to buy the paid version, and seems to have a slight edge over Windows Defender. Most of the other free antivirus applications perform reasonably well, but they're also far too annoying, with frequent pop-ups and scary reminders on the application interface that imply you are doomed if you don't pay up and upgrade. If Bitdefender starts displaying those kinds of warnings, and maybe even if it doesn't, I might switch back to Windows Defender. The free version of Malwarebytes can scan the computer for threats and remove Trojans, viruses, malware, spyware, and rogue programs. It cannot be set to schedule scans or provide any of the real-time protections that the paid version offers. Installing the free version of Malwarebytes is nearly identical to the process of installing the paid version. Choose the free download button on the website and then run the file. If you make no changes, you'll install the full paid version. When the installation is complete, you have two options. Allow the 14-day free trial to run or convert to the free version immediately. To deactivate the two-week trial, open the settings panel using the gear icon and select the account tab. Then click deactivate. Then to avoid the constant messages asking you to upgrade, Right-click the Malwarebytes icon in the notification area and deselect Start with Windows. After you use Malwarebytes to scan the computer, the application will remain open and pester you with reminders unless you right-click the icon in the notification area and choose Quit Malwarebytes. So it may be that Malwarebytes Free and Windows Defender provide the comprehensive protection most users need. Defender has been highly ranked in protecting against zero-day threats, and two independent testing firms, AV Comparatives and AV Test, both rank Defender among the best applications overall. You'll find links to both AV Comparatives and AV Test in this week's TechBiter Worldwide. Both of the organizations test protective applications each month, and the results can vary from month to month. So it might be that Windows Defender combined with occasional second opinion scans by Malwarebytes is sufficient. One complaint about Defender is its reliance on input from the user. Instead of blocking some dangerous applications, Defender will ask for permission to run the program. So the importance of not clicking on unknown links and attachments is still important. No matter how careful you are, sometimes an application will include extra gifts when you install them. Applications you don't want. It's always wise to use whatever advanced installation the application offers so that you can reject unwanted pieces, but it's easy to forget. That's when you might want to have unchecky watching your back. 
One good way to avoid unwanted applications involves avoiding sites that package free applications with their own installers under the guise of doing you a favor. Older Geeks is a good resource that scrupulously avoids that practice. Even some software developers, unwilling to take a chance on donations, include the extras because they're paid when users install those extras. Unchecky aims to eliminate toolbars, scareware system cleaners, antivirus trials, and lots of other junk. Some of these unwanted applications can change your browser's default home page or search engine, and then you have to figure out how to fix it. Unchecky is available on the Older Geeks website. That's the site I mentioned earlier, the ones that don't ever give you anything extra that you don't want. The program's primary function involves watching installations, forcing the advanced installation dialog, and unchecking the extras. It also observes installations and issues a warning if something installs an add-on or makes changes that you might not want. It loads when Windows starts, places its icon in the notification area, silently guards the system, and checks for its own updates. If you're a careful user who's aware of these tricks, unchecky may not be something you need. But if you're the computer support person for the family, installing the application on computers that are used by less aware folks can save their time and yours. You can relax because Spare Parts never installs anything you don't want. Check out this week's items on the website, including Crooks view the sudden shift to having employees work from home as an outstanding opportunity to plant malware and steal corporate data. Freelance editors work from home almost exclusively, and many of them have neat, tidy offices. Then there's my office. And 20 years ago, a new service called Amadeus had just been created to give Scandinavians a way to book airline flights using their phones. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.